Hello guys, welcome to the Nice World podcast. My name is Nice World and I am the host. I am the UK's leading Amazon FBA and e-commerce seller. This podcast is for the elite, people who really strive for success and people who do not ever fail. Today we have a very special guest on the show. He is a Oxford graduate. He has been on the BBC and also now he is the founder of his own company, which is faffree.com. And it is the one and only Cameron. <laughs> wow, applause in the studio, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today, Cameron? I'm a little bit daunted by that introduction because you said never ever fail. I said, boy, you got the wrong guest. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, Cameron, that's yeah, good. Give our best. Obviously, thank you for being on the show today. Hey, man. You know, we just really want to tweezer your mind, see how you think and how you think about certain points. But firstly, please tell the audience who you are. Oh yeah, firstly, like it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, my name's Cameron, Mansa Cameron, all of the socials. Um, I'm a, I was formerly an investment banker, um, working in finance. Mm-hmm. I then went into uh, being an entrepreneur and I've been an entrepreneur for a couple of years with an education company. Mm-hmm. And now I have a freelance development platform. It's called Faffree. And essentially like what we do is organize and make sure that everything's patterned for young freelancers. Yes. So we say, okay, cool. You're doing website development or you're doing photography, whatever you're doing. We make sure that we get all of the criteria down pat, really, really clear, really clear briefs, really clear like project management. And then we get them a pipeline of customers or pipeline of businesses to use their services. So it's about just getting rid of the hassle from the process. We also handle the money. So we take the payment up front and then pay out based on specific sprints and specific junctures. So we're just organizing everything there and that's what I've been coming with recently. Excellent, so how long have you actually been doing this for? I've been doing the freelancer management for about a year and a half and then we've transitioned into Faffree for in like the last six months. So basically like we were doing freelancer management and we're kind of getting these people, like a lot of different businesses would just come to me and say, oh Cam, you started a few businesses before. How do I get a website? Yeah. How do I organize the design? How do I do these things? And a lot of the time, people can do those things and they can they can get it done. But they get it done really inefficiently. If you don't know anything about design, you don't know anything about development, yeah. you might just go to someone and you're giving the, the, the videographer, the developer, whoever it is, you're giving them a bag of stupid instructions. You're asking for too many meetings. You're not organized, you're not patterned. You're making it a lot of hassle. Yeah. Now, when you look at why a lot of people don't really do the side hustles, don't really do like, you know, don't really monetize their skills outside of their nine to five. A lot of it is that they don't really want to be doing all this client management. They don't really want to be doing back and forth, email, 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 like a lot of nonsense. So what we're trying to do is rid the process of the hassle, rid the process of the faff by organizing the briefs, managing the client, making sure that client pays on time, making it faff free. What actually gave you the actual drive to actually do this? Because I know when you went to university, your what you actually studied doesn't really relate to this, does it? It kind of does. It kind of does. But like, I think a lot of people view their subjects based on the careers that people tend to go into after them. Yeah. So most people who do economics and management, they go finance. And then people think that finance isn't necessarily related to business. And they are two separate different things. But at the end of the day, the finance is about the numbers behind the business. (laughs) So like really and truly, my interest was always business anyway. So I did economics and management. So half of my degree is management. So I'm interested in, okay, cool. How can we manage these processes? One of the things that I was really interested at university was thing called organizational behavior. And it's fantastic because it introduced a lot of these different like social concepts, a lot of these different kind of like um, sociological concepts as well to business. So looking at things like emotional labor, how hard is it for black people, women, or these different types of identities to be inside the workplace, you know? Yeah. How much kind of Ali Hotshaw's definition of it is how much emotion you have to put aside in the day-to-day doing of your tasks. So that was something I was really interested in. And then I started thinking, okay, hmm, when I'm looking at my people who aren't really getting money up, yeah, what's their real issue? And a lot of them, I was like, man, 
they're doing like nine to fives. They've done a degree. They're maybe in like accounting or something like that. They're doing nothing for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Or if it's worse still than nothing, they're taking out my girl over here. <laughs> they're going out hard. They're partying. Their money's going down. They're basically living for the weekend. Yeah. And I was just like, man, like I've always been doing tutoring. So I had a tutoring company. So my Fridays and Saturdays, people be like, oh yeah, Cam, I see you going here, there. I see you doing like these little things. I'm like, yeah, man, I keep it moving. I've got a few side hustles. I make sure that they're organized and patterned. Yeah. And then people are like, man, how do I do that? And I was like, bro, you got more skills than me. Man, you coming to me telling me like, guys who can do engineering, guys who can like, you know, do DIY, fix things. They're basically just telling me like, yo, I don't have the time outside of my nine to five to organize this. So I'm thinking, rah, what's all the wasting time coming from? Because I know me, if I'm doing a tuition thing, you come to me, you fill out a form, the form says, what subject you're doing? What grade you're at now? What's your last grade in class? What's grade do you want to get to? And when do you want to get there by? Yeah. I don't ramp, just come to me straight up. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? That way I know you're a D-level student, you want to get a B, I ain't going to work you harder than that. I ain't going to be, what are your goals? Let's do it. And yeah. basically I realized that through my tuition business, I had a basic breakdown and an understanding, which meant that all of the back and forth that people normally do, all of the arguments, this is my grade, this is my thing. It, just get rid of that. Yeah. Because I've got a form up front that does it. And I realized that that's what you need. People have the skills, people have the talents. A lot of the time they don't have the experience in the environment to interact with the client properly. But really and truly, as long as they have like the, the organization, the discipline and sometimes as well a little helping hand a lot of the time when people are managing freelancers freelancers especially young people they struggle to push back mm -hmm. they struggle to tell a client who's rich and doing stuff like nah i don't really i don't really want you to to do that that's a bad idea they struggle to affirm themselves so having a third party there who's kind of doing the project management who's looking at all the emails and the back and forths and tracking it yeah and can come in and say client you're being a bit unreasonable still the brief says a thousand pounds this is what it's for hold on there <laughs> I, mean? I, I understand you obviously with this type of career obviously what you're doing now it sounds like you're really really out to help people like are you mainly targeting young people or is it just anyone yeah man i find it really funny like people talk about this a lot like i, I kind of hate the time social entrepreneurship okay because in my head i'm just like yo you're doing business if you're doing business you should be adding value all of these other things that are coming around whether it's like coin this or thingy that or like picture this or whatever it is yeah. i'm interested in it so long as it's enabling more value. So you could be saving people time, adding to people's lives, giving people entertainment. Mm -hmm. I don't care about making money for the sake of money, just like I'm trading this or I'm like doing, do you know what I mean? Just like silly arbitrages. I don't, I'm not really interested in it. Yes. Bring value to people. And that's exactly what I focused on in doing it. So like there's a social element to my thing, but that also comes from a perspective of thinking, how can I optimize? Now, for me, I've been in investment banking, working 24 seven. I've been as an entrepreneur, um, a funded entrepreneur working on a project. I've been an entrepreneur funding myself. Yeah. And in all of those modalities, my behavior is very different. You know, yeah. the social, who I'm interacting with is very different. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you have to kind of think about, okay, what brings out the best in you? What are the skills that really work for you? And one of the things that really brings out the best in me, helping these younger guys get some money. Like it, like it genuinely brings joy to my soul. <laughs> like I, I love definitely it. understand where you're coming from with that. Cause obviously nowadays the youth are very different. Like you're getting their more perspective on life is really focusing on different things. Like they're more worried about getting clout than getting money. And that is um, one of the biggest obstacles I have with a lot of young people. Because even when it comes to my business working with young people, it tends to be very hard because they think it's always like a get rich quick scheme. Mm. And that's not life. They, they think they'll be rich within a month, a few you. months. But in reality, that's impossible. Do you know what? Like so you're, that, that whole thing reminded me so much of that Pusha T song, More Famous Than Rich. Facts. That's Did you see it? Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> that, that we'll, song we'll, we'll that tell you. <laughs> That's the thing. Like again, because nowadays I've noticed a lot of people say they're entrepreneurs, yeah, yeah, yeah. or they just want to be businessmen, businesswomen, but in reality they're not. 
they don't have the skills for it. And you know what else? This is why I have to give you your clout because I really like your thing because especially when you started doing the Amazon FBA and really branding it and really approaching it in a proper way, everyone else I'd seen, even if you look at these fourth side and the 30s or the, like, the prominent entrepreneurs that we like to hold up, they yeah. usually get investment. Have they really got money though? There you go. A lot, a lot of them, man, if you ask them, hey, why are you on Forbes 30 under 30? Don't force on your head because they've gone to someone with a great investment pitch. They have a nice background in investment banking or one of these things. And then they get some investment. Now, this is fantastic. You've got to bear in mind, most of those companies fail. Yes. The great thing about your thing is, is that, like, I mean, you're, you're speaking, your watch, is, <laughs> sorry, your watch is on. People know what you've done. <laughs> like, like, you've actually, like, made money. And, and actually, that kind of inspired me as well because at the time, I was very much thinking about, okay, should I go and get investment over here? And I was like, actually, I've got, like, five, six freelancers who work for me. I could just get them more money. Yeah. And then that's my money. And then I can do what I want with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like having that kind of like mentality towards freedom is really important. Now, to the question about the young people and their... The whole overview on life and how they look at things. You know what I think the real problem is, yeah? There is some valid sentiment to the idea that clout is more important than money. Why'd you say that? Hear me out. The easiest way to get money now is to figure out where you fit into in the attention economy. It's the one thing you don't need to mm. go anywhere. You're in your room. You're doing nothing. You got nothing but your mum's internet connection and an old iPhone 10. But if you make enough videos, you can monetize it. And in fact, today, what did Elon Musk announce? That they're paying creators for per, I think it's like per uh, million view or something like that. Yes. They're paying creators. Scheme. Yeah. Right. So what scheme. is this? This is the attention economy. Now, when you sit down and you really think about clout, what clout can do for you, I've seen clout got people basically doing the Royal Albert Hall. I've seen clout fill out shisha bars. I've seen clout fill out, as in people have used the clout, bought the yeah. shisha bar, and it's really doing it. Like, when you really think, why are the kids more concerned for, with entertainment and, and, and clout than doing a thing? Bro, do you know the craziest example of this, in my opinion, right now? Go for it. What is it? Boxing. Because I know we both like martial arts. Boxing, bro. I got guys, yeah. Guys who've gone to Kazakhstan fought the best. Guys who've gone to Cuba fought the best. Guys who've gone to you, they're struggling for a professional contract. Yeah? Why? Because the boxing promoters need the guys who are putting bums in seats, selling tickets. It's true. Yeah? So why is KSI and Logan Paul able to do their thing? Do you know what? When, when they ain't boxers. They, they ain't got more skills. You get what I'm saying? So all, all I'm saying is, is that there is a confused relationship right now between yeah. clout and money. And the people who are kind of like you, in my opinion, it's very rare to have people like you who are actually like um, cash flow positive, I call it, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, 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 because you can be an entrepreneur, but you can be an entrepreneur because you're growing. Yeah. Your company's not necessarily like generating profit, but your company's growing, you're in more debt, you're getting more equity, you're getting more investment. And a lot of people are aged, that's what they are, right? Yeah. So cash flow positive is actually different. Like some people call it like real money. I don't, I'm not denigrating the people who get money from growth companies or get money from investment. I'm just saying it's rare to have people who are cash flow positive because usually they tend to be small business people, owners of um, kind of like firms, like accounting firms, freelancers, these kind of things, or like they're in the trades, that kind of stuff. And those people don't jump up and talk about how they get their money. They don't need to. You, you'll never ever know the truth how they get their money. Boom, well. a lot of people, you don't know the truth. So then when you're talking about what's wrong with the youth then, sorry, what's wrong with the kids? You have to think, okay, cool. What are the kids seeing? Well, they're seeing Mizzy on TikTok do up Piers Morgan. Ooh. They're seeing- I just um, saw that. I, you get what I'm saying? I didn't even know who he was. And then I saw it right like about a few days ago and I was like, it's this crazy. busy person. But the whole country's talking about him, black, white, whatever it is, the whole country's talking about him. He says he does everything for attention. And we're like, have some. Do you get what I'm saying? So then you're sitting down and saying, rah, why are the kids doing all these stupid things? Well, if you jump up and do the stupidest possible things, you might change your life. I saw him giving two racks to his mum. 
So, okay, by what you're just saying there, like example, you're giving the um, example of this person, do you think being controversial is the real way to become known, to start generating finance? Truthful, because again, like who's Bro. the people who are very controversial? You've got people like Andrew Tate. Tate. You got- And that's, and, and do you know the crazy thing with Tate as well? For like people like us, I don't know, do they know where you're from and stuff like that? No, no. I won't bait you. <laughs> listen, I've been training around like Tate and stuff like that when I was younger. Um, I used to like box at a gym that was right next door to where like Tate boxed and all that. So like, that's somebody who I can say has always been locally well-known. Mm -hmm. He was a kickboxing champ anyway. And then you knew he was kind of like out here with his brother and stuff like that. And then you knew he was on Big Brother, did a bit of a mad thing. Come, come off, he's making more money. He got a Ferrari. That's what I knew last time, like yeah. last time before he became, I was like, oh yeah, I see he come to like an open mat in a Ferrari. I said, oh, I don't know what he does, but he must be doing his thing. Then you see what they actually become famous for. And a lot of the time it's these like clips that are taken out of context, but sound specifically. And he's someone who plays up to that. Yeah. Because if you like give Tate the whole hour, an hour and a half, yeah. You ain't really gonna argue too much about what you're saying. You're gonna say, oh, sometimes he's like a sarcastic guy sometimes, but he doesn't really have opinions that aren't entitled to. But if you give Tate like a 10 second clip, a 15 second clip, it can be a madness. It's very true. I personally think nowadays, again, even for young people, I think you have to be very brave in what you want to do because a lot of people are very outspoken and you've got the people who tend not to be outspoken. But mm -hmm. for some reason, the outspoken ones, they tend to get the most attention. But attention is another form of currency. And I really do believe that. Like, I, again, I don't want to say the most craziest statements in the world, but yeah. again, would you say the most crazy statements in the world if you know if it will bring you likes, if it will bring you attention, if it yeah. will bring you revenue, anything along that line? Nah, and do you know why? I think for me, and even if we talk, we talk probably a bit about where my business is going at the moment because I'm actually becoming a venture, um, uh, basically like a venture grower, somebody who oversees companies within yes. fund. So I'm going to be doing that. The announcement will be coming about that, you know, properly when everything's sorted. But I'll be doing that probably um, within the Middle East and, and within London. <coughs> So my thing is always, every room I go into, I would like to hold my head. Yes. And I would like to be honest. Because people can say a lot about things that I've said. Very good. Yeah? yeah. People can say a lot about stuff that I've said. A lot of people do say, oh, this was problematic here. You said something wrong here. Yeah. But what I never do is lie and misrepresent my views for clout. Because mm -hmm. from my lie and misrepresent my views for clout, now I've got, in my head, I've got another job. I've got to live up to whoever I'm pretending to be tomorrow. True. Whereas me, even today, for example, we're talking about business, which is what we talk about all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being myself. I ain't coming up to lie. So even though the hairdresser's like two hours late, my tailor's an hour and a half late. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, it's real rap. I can yeah. still come in here and sit down with no real level of concern. I'm just going to jump up and tell the truth about my life and my business. Mm -hmm. If I was a man now who, instead of just like being low key and just talking about my business and talking about my truth, if I was a man now who said, Females, da 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 da, boom. Thingy thingy, da 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 da. Only fans, gal, da 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 da. Come on now, I'm sure I'd get a bit more money. Of course, but I'd also get man like you. Would you respect me same way? Too much, no. Exactly. Again, I, well, I wouldn't really go down that route. Obviously, I believe you have to really live your truth and say what is truthful to yourself. And obviously, when it comes to all your opinions and what you're really looking on doing, so if you start talking a whole bunch of nonsense just to get clicks and likes, I personally think it only last for a period of time, and eventually it will die out. There we go. And and people always forget like. This is the thing that annoys me the most about money and also the attention economy. Yeah. You touched on a really good point earlier. I'll come back to that one. But the thing that annoys me the most about money and attention economy is, is that you don't have to, you don't have to like show all of your history, show all of your figures, show all of your like context. People don't really have to vouch for you. It's whoever's voice is the loudest. Yes. Yeah? yes. Now, whoever's voice is the loudest puts a, 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 a negative incentive for people to jump up and talk nonsense. Why are the biggest business influencers not the richest? Because there's guys who really do their thing. Mm -hmm. There's guys who really do their thing. Sorry, not even not the richest, but not the most famous. 
I would argue to say that there's richer guys on YouTube who are low key who just jump up and say the truth. You've got guys like Gary Tan had a YouTube. Gary yeah. Tan, um, I can't remember which companies he co-founded, but he was on the board at like uh, Y Combinator. I'm pretty sure he was like early, like associated with PayPal Mafia and stuff like that. He has a YouTube, ain't going viral like Mizzy's. There's real guys who really make money all the time, but their voice isn't heard and they don't make as much money on the internet as people who just jump up and talk about, listen, I'm rich, I'm this, I've shown you these cars, could be leased, could be God knows what, buy this course. Uh, we don't really know the official statistics. Like yeah. I'm not sponsored or registered by a board or anything like that. And now now those guys are richer. So we're in a situation where it's incentivized just to do stupid things and say silly things. It's true. Again, it's all about not really going down that path. Like I would never encourage any youth to really go down that path just to say stupid things or do stupid things just to get attention. I really believe you should start building a foundation of when it comes to business, business plans, business structures, and knowing what you really want to do. Because what you just said there, obviously, about the internet, we all know the internet is powerful, mm. very powerful. Mm. Again, myself being an e-commerce seller, then obviously you with your business, all done digitally. Yeah, straight, straight. Uh, do you know what? That's one of the biggest things. You have to like say thanks every day for God, say thanks every day for my mom, say thanks every day for the flipping internet, bro. Because I couldn't tell you a penny I would have made without the internet. Sure. Like, because when you really break it down, even to the point of like, yo, my co-founder here, uh, for, for like the first company I did, a lady from um, America who came over, was tweeting about, she didn't know what to do, she's in London. I replied, just trying to give her some help, stuff like that. Ended up like founding a company together, going on like great relationships, yep. sincere relationships, you know? So it's like the internet's a powerful thing and as well as that, it's a distribution platform for business. There you go. A lot of people, obviously, they don't use the internet the right way. Like and you have people just scrolling, foolishness, but truthful. This thing right here is so powerful. The mobile phone is so powerful. Hey. You can generate such a large amount of finance through the mobile phone. All you have to do is just have your business structure and obviously what you want to do. 100%. But um, touching on some of the points, obviously what you were mentioning, like obviously listening to your story and obviously where you've come from and obviously where you are now, I can imagine you must have like a whole range of different type of strengths, a whole type of um, character you've built in yourself. What's kind of made you like this over the years? Is this, mm. you just want to be successful or is it just a natural urge in you just that you want to do well? You want to, <laughs> you want to influence the world? Boy, I'll tell you what, if it's a natural urge, it's as much of a natural urge as an unnatural urge. Because for as much as like you got that fire to jump up and get get to it, yeah. you also got those like anxieties and like stresses and fears and like you know people's voices in your head, all them things there. So how do you overcome like, it? Truthful, how do you overcome these things? Because I know everyone goes through ups okay, and downs. Okay, so you know what my thing is is that as well. And this is the other point. You know when you said never failed. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, the thing that was going through my head it was just never quit. I failed enough times, bro. <laughs> <laughs> enough times. In fact, I remember one time um, I must have posted a picture and I was I think Kendrick Lamar was in the back of the picture. Yeah, And we was talking about it. And the reason Kendrick Lamar was in the back of my picture was because I was working a night shift on the private jets, yeah? Because my actual company was getting sued <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Ended up like getting dismissed and stuff. But I was like, God damn, I can't lose. Like, I can't be getting myself into trouble or people into trouble. So let me go and work this night shift and just do my best I can with the night shift. Yeah. So a man like me, I'm going to turn that night shift into contacts and, and turn it into something just because that's what I'm doing. But... Don't ever get it twisted. Just because I made that thing look nice, <laughs> I've held many failures. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> like, true. That's true. You know, you know what? Though. Everyone goes through obstacles. Honestly, like even people who are just getting into business now, they need to know there is a lot of ups and downs. But obviously, once you're really on track on reaching your actual goal to success, life is a lot easier. But at the beginning, it's going to be hard. So let me give you three things, yeah, Carl. For me, it's all mentality. There you go. The first thing is genuinely just like not giving up. But mm -hmm. not, not giving up from like a silly perspective. You have to just contextualize everything, right? So say you failed a business, you're 10K in debt. 
like Whew, my chest started hurting when you said that it happened to me it happened to me say you sold a business right you're 10k in debt yep what are you gonna do next now i know people who had that same thing happen to them they're 21 22 they didn't come back they're a little bit depressed working like their office job or doing whatever they want to do being like yeah no i gave it a go like it's it's all right do you know what i mean yeah then you've got people who'll be like raw i'm 10k down i need to make 15 this summer do you get what i'm saying and that's the oh, that could be the exact same skill level person. Yeah. But one person's pouring from a well of I think it can happen. And one person's pouring from a well of, yeah, that's done me in. Like I'm finished. Now, obviously, you have to bear in mind your mental health, your fortitude, your willingness to kind of like your capability. Because yeah. sometimes as well, it's no moment to rest. I've taken months off before. I've been like, man, that really like broke my spirit. You know what I mean? Like bad setbacks in business. I, ca- I came to someone, someone with an idea. I'll tell you off canker, you know who it is. It's a big business person. But I came to someone with an idea followed up on it two two months later um and he's doing the idea with two other partners who are from somewhere else told me what you're gonna what are you gonna bring to the table for it i said mercy me <laughs> it's just hard i said boy this is crazy but like stuff like that for instance it, it took it out of me it took do you know what i mean it took yeah. like it upset me it, you know these other things i rested i recuperated and i said you know what i'm not done yet so that's the first thing genuinely just not quitting that's because resilience right there. That's 100% resilience. I think you have to be mentally strong. When it comes to business, I know you can't just be that person who just accept the failure. You have to like really be willing to keep on going. But yeah, the thing is, going. you can't be delusional with business as well. Yeah. Because I've come across a lot of people Boom. who are delusional. So like I know a few people who are in <laughs> huge debt. Like Their businesses are oh, literally not going anywhere. Like It's been like about 10 years. They've not even broke even yet. Yeah. But yet they're still going. Yeah. And sometimes that resilience can be seen as delusion to a degree. No, I definitely hear you. So do you not believe in sometimes you should just no, cut the tie or what? So 100% sometimes you should cut the tie. I think this kind of like brings neatly to the second point. Like It's understanding that you need to be mission-oriented and not tools-oriented. Now, when I say this, I think it's so important, especially in a technological age. Yes. What do you do and how do you see yourself? If you see yourself as somebody who is a coder and I use computers, then maybe now that AI's come in and it can code or whatever it is, you're kind of like fearful, you're, you're kind of worrying what it is. If you see yourself as like a platform solutions expert, doesn't matter if AI did it, your hands did it, your brethren did it, whatever it is, you sell platforms, you sell people the the, the internet, you sell, you sell people the end, the end product. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in love with the specific ways of getting stuff done, and you're open to getting stuff done in the other way, and you know, okay, cool. There needs to be there needs to be some mission that isn't moving. Yeah, so yeah. it might be this is a problem. I need to solve it. You know what I mean? So for me, like people are wasting so much time doing freelance projects that they're not monetarily worthwhile. Yeah. Or it could be these people. I think can earn more money, and I'm passionate about these people. It's young people. It's people from Britain. It's people who are getting squeezed out of the freelancers uh, market by you know other countries and surreptitious and, and, and unfair practices. So I want to help them. In any case, whatever it is, if it's the inefficiency or the people, you need one north star, one yeah. thing that you're moving towards. Yeah, it could even be your mum. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I know me and you, we love our mums. We're, we're mummy's boys yeah. like that. Yeah. I want to give my mum some money. Whatever it is, cool. Now underneath that that North Star, that founding goal, that thing that can kind of bring it out of you when times are kind of hard, you actually need some like, <laughs> some practical, um, some practical shifting, flexible kind of values. Mm-hmm. So within that now you say, okay, cool. Hmm. I've done my degree. I've looked for a job. Hey, the job market's all right. The grad job market's all right. But you know what? I see my brother and he's doing Amazon. Let me try that. Because maybe that way I can still employ some of those freelancers. Maybe that way I can still help some of those people I'm passionate about. Maybe that way I can still put 10 grand in my mum's purse. Yeah. But whatever it is, 
you're like, I'm going to get it whoever which way. Now, just because your first thing failed, you might say, I'm starting a sandwich shop. You might say, oh, I'm really passionate about uh, sandwiches and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm not in love with this idea. If I start the sandwich shop and every customer comes in and tells me I need to be barbecuing food, I'm going to be barbecuing food. But you see what you just said, Cameron? <laughs> Obviously, now we can see that you're going from different type of um, lanes. So one minute, let's say you're doing e-commerce and then you're doing digital marketing, then you're doing banking. Do you believe people can truly get the best out what they want to do if they keep on jumping from different professions or different type yeah. of careers? Do you oh, believe that's a really they get good the best? That's a really good question because that's how most people view things. They view yeah. things as like, I am this career. I'm this kind of like um, role. I'm this job. I don't view things like that. I view things as I am doing this for myself. That can be whatever you want. You might be in banking, but the skill that you're trying to take is simply how to use Excel. Correct. Once you know how to use Excel, you're going to start programming trading models. You're going to start doing something completely different to what you're actually doing inside of the bank, but you're using it for some skills. Yes. Now, skill acquisition is perfectly legitimate. You could do five different careers, which are completely different, and everyone's looking at you like, bro, this guy ain't got a Scooby. This guy don't know what he's doing. He's jumping yeah. in, he's jumping out. But I tell you what, I brother. I know a guy, one of the guys who's got like the most money I know, guys putting it down, um, going into like different things, has like a high level professional job. Mm -hmm. So not a degree, but he went out and got like a, a I can't say the job because it would be bait, but, <laughs> but he went out and got a job playing like, in an, I think it's between 60 and 80K for yeah. the starting, right? So it's a three year course, had to spend money on doing that, did it. At the same time was also managing restaurants, like was a pub landlord, this type of thing. Put down money as like a, a property investor as well. Man, I'm looking at him sometimes like, bro, do you know what you're doing? I thought you started this and now you're doing this and now you're doing that. Th like, that's a lot. He knows that's what he's doing. He went and got this skill here. He used that skill to get money and invest it there. He got another skill and then he combined them all into another company. And now his money's really, really going. So you can chop it up and change it, but you can't just be running around random. You can't just be running around ragged and like, I'm going here and I'm doing there. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. There's different skills and you can accumulate the skills. And you can put them in, you know, you can live your own story. You can be original. Doing all these different things, obviously, I can, like what you just said, I've already highlighted a few things. And that is definitely having multiple streams of incomes, most definitely. Um, if you've got multiple streams of incomes, again, life will be a lot easier. Because we know life right now is hard. Yeah, like right. it's either pay your gas or yeah, eat. Yeah, real rap. <laughs> I can't even laugh about them things there. Kai. It's hard. No, but it's real. It's, it's really bad. I, it's truthfully, real. like I've seen a lot of people in a struggle, absolute struggle. Like especially the people who are just graduating now as well. Yeah, man, it's a tough market. Goodness me, like I see people, people were having their jobs offers rescinded in COVID. Ooh. Now they're having their job offers, um, what was it like rescinded just based on like technological, like uh, banks, like restructuring and stuff like that. Yeah. Like my whole team at the uh, the bank I was working at um, got moved basically. So like people, listen, people are playing games with people's careers. There's a lot of upheaval, a lot of different things going on. Mm -hmm. I can imagine it's, it's definitely hard. Like in this day and age, times is just absolutely rocket hard for people, but people really need to find out what they want to do and have that passion to become successful because yeah, a lot of people real. just watch tiktok and then you watch instagram yeah. and then you see people doing well because yeah. social media i personally believe has a very bad influence on people because uh. you know once you look at your phone you're seeing people living life it ain't the real life I yeah yeah probably not their real life it's a snapshot it's a there snapshot. you go like people don't know today i've been running around like hell all day long i've been begging i had to call up my tailor like please stay in the shop for another <laughs> hour i've got seven suits that i need i mean like i've got a bunch of things they don't fit me <laughs> like yeah. I, I need to get them done before i go and busy like I'm gonna show you one. I'm gonna show you one Instagram after this thing. Me and you, I'm, you're gonna have all your things on. I'm gonna like pose, make sure my hair don't look rubbish, make sure my lips aren't dry, and I'm gonna give them a snapshot, and that's that. Yeah. That's all they gonna know about my day. They don't they know, know the, the running around the thing. I've made you late. I'm. 
they don't know the, the chaos behind the day. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And that's Instagram. You're going on it. And people are feeling bad about their day because they've seen 300 snapshots of other people's one minute of the day that went well for them. It's true. What you just said there, that's the reality of business in general. Because again, you know, when people like, even if you see people like traders and stuff like that, like they're on beaches, they're on laptops, they don't know the actual back end work you have to put me. behind it. Trust me. Like when people speak to me, obviously about Amazon, FBA and e-commerce, they always want to know, how do you do it? How do you make like 10,000 per month? Oh my gosh, can I do it in a week? Can I do it in two weeks? I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. Right. There's a lot of PPC strategies. There's a lot of infrastructure you have to know when it comes to the e-commerce. Oh, what, what is PPC? So um, PPC is pay-per-click. So obviously that's oh, just yeah, yeah, digital yeah, advertising yeah. of when it comes to Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very technical. But again, people nice. who just start Amazon Affiliate, they don't even know what it is. Word. And when they come to me saying, oh yeah, I'm ready to do this. I say, do you know what PPC is? What, what is that? And I'm thinking, so how are you going to start something where mm, this is mm, one of the most important things out of the whole infrastructure? And they nah, don't even real. know. That's another thing that we're doing with Fafri as well. Like before anyone kind of like buys a package, so you might buy a package of services from our platform. Mm -hmm. We send just some informational um, material just to make sure that people aren't asking the freelancers dumb questions all the time. People's attention is <laughs> a lot, lot lower yeah, nowadays. Nah, listen, I know, I know. But they also need to pay people if they want knowledge. That's the other thing. Like, because a lot of the time, like, this is how, like, young people get screwed as well. If you're the only person in the office or the job who mm. knows how to use crypto, you're the only person who knows how to mine Bitcoin, you're the only person who did it, why are you not charging people for that knowledge yeah. as a service? You're giving all of that up and then asking for the job afterwards. Yeah. Whereas you need to be like, yeah, you don't know about this? Okay, cool. I'm going to come in and... I can teach you that. I can show you that. Like people need to kind of reframe these relationships a little bit. Even this whole mindset of obviously knowledge is not free, but pe people want everything. Free Bro, it's crazy. But if you really want to do well, you have to have the full on knowledge. Like I always tell people, like there's a saying, oh, I'm trying to remember it now. It says you have to learn first and then take away the L after mm. and then you'll start to earn. Mm. And that really resonated with me. That's like before anything I, I do, I need to have the knowledge if I'm going into it, I have to have the knowledge. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to be just lost in the wilderness. I just don't, like, like people have such an unstudious attitude to things these days. Mm -hmm. like, and you know what, actually, going back to something you said earlier, people think it's going to be overnight success. I have a little bit of, uh, like, a gripe. You know the film The Social Network? Yeah. This film really annoys me when people talk about it and talk about startups. You know why? Because it reframes for the purposes of an interesting... I guess, like scene or like dynamic or film. Yeah. It reframes the creation of Facebook as a eureka moment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Mark Zuckerberg, he's chilling, he's having a few beers or whatever it is. He says, oh, to his friends, let's do this and like put a campus. Actually, no, that was like Mark Zuckerberg's fourth iteration of some kind of social-ish app. Yeah. He'd made one before. I think they do show that he made one and got in trouble for it. And then the next thing happened. But still like there's that scene and it's a bit more of a, they just kind of make it seem like it was more of a eureka thing than like a, f a four to six month slog of like loads of different things happening. It's, it's a lot of work. It's like and film a lot of things are like that. Yeah. The same yeah. thing. Like when I remember like, when I just finished university, obviously I went to go and find a job. I remember before I went to an interview, I was like, should I learn the questions? Like the questions that might ask me or should I watch The Wolf of Wall Street? And I watched The Wolf of Wall Street. And I'm <laughs> thinking, if I go in there with that same sort of energy, the same momentum, like it shows in that film of when it comes to sales, I could get this job. Yeah. I go there, they ask me questions. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I had no idea what I was talking about. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, if I go in there with this charisma, this energy, I can woo them. And then they sent me home. They, they sent me home. And I was okay, just like, bro. you know what? Anything I do, I need to have the knowledge before I do it. Yeah, man. Otherwise, I will struggle 100%. But you know what the funny thing is as well? A lot of people, funnily enough, I don't think that that's the stupidest idea you've ever had in your life. Like, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> saying, no, because like, it sounds so ridiculous. Like, oh, I'm going to watch Wolf of Wall Street to prep for this interview. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's been a lot of times that I've watched inspirational guys. So I find a guy called Sam Zell. 
yeah. really inspirational. Sam Zell, he's the guy who created real estate investment trusts. Um, so ways to basically have like fractional ownership of housing. Yes. Um, made some like amazing like financial resources, this type of thing. He um just a really cool entrepreneur. He's, his his family fled the Holocaust, moved to Chicago. Kind of gets out of the mud. He's a bit problematic sometimes, but he's a really sick guy. So sometimes if I'm looking to go into a room and just do what I want to do, because he did that. Yeah. I play some of his clips. There's a clip I like where he was like, yeah, I qualified as a lawyer. I spent two days as a lawyer doing legal sheets and then I bought my boss a deal. Yeah, there's oh a bit, yeah, there's God. a bit like that. And I'm like, inject it. <laughs> I'm like, inject it. So like, sometimes I listen to things. It just puts me in like a kind of zone. And yeah. it's like, listen, if my man's done that, do you know what, there's another one that I really like, um, Marcus Aurelius. Uh, you know stoicism he's like a old roman emperor like the yeah em a philosophy emperor so like they say like his books are like the classic stoicism he has a line where he basically says um and what of you you think that you should be laying in bed in comfort is that what a man was made to do and i'm just like you better get up i play that alongside my alarm do you know what I'm yeah. so like, get, sometimes you get in the zone you present the best like set but at the same time yeah like it's better to like you know get the actual knowledge and present your best self and kind of, do you know what I mean? Like balance just sit out there, your, your best <laughs> self. Like, what do you think about things when it comes to things such as personal development? Do you think that's essential for people to strive oh, in bro. life? Okay, do you know what? So it's funny, like my background comes from like, my mother is a counselor. Mm -hmm. So one of the main things as well, I think has really been helpful for me just in life is just like self-reflection. Yeah. Being honest about where you are, being honest about what you can emotionally do and what you can't do. And I think when you talk about business, like really and truly, most men understand business. Like I think there's like a hundred people a year in my course, like doing whatever. Yeah. There's a bunch more at Cambridge, LSE, all these. Listen, a bag of men know business and know the, 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 the actual thing. A lot of people don't know themselves and don't know what they can then do in business because they're not really reflective. They're not really like on a personal journey. Yeah. Like a lot of men can tell, okay, cool. This company is doing 75% today and is going to do 100% next quarter. That's what my prediction is in the markets. Yeah. But you can't tell me how your input is going to change over that same period of time because you you're not tracking your growth. You're not investing in yourself. You're not doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Whereas yeah. for me, one of the best things that my mom taught me, I'm going to say it's probably the only thing that she ever taught me about money that I'm trying to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to mom, but like, <laughs> ain't trying to hear it most of the time. Well, what's the advice? What's the, the advice, advice you said was never, never, never penny pinch when you're looking at books. Never. I remember, penny, yeah, she said, like, she said, look, books isn't that. Because yeah. I used to just be in the library. I used to like reading. But I used to be like, damn, I've got 9.99 here. So maybe I'm going to buy this cheaper book or whatever it is. Mom was like, no, never do that. Like, knowledge is knowledge. And you don't know how much knowledge might triple back, flip back. Yeah. And, and work for you in the future. So if you're interested in something, read it, pick it up, know it, learn it. And, you know, try to put that into practice. Definitely. You know what? Getting good information from actual role models, most definitely. Yeah, like, again, my personal role model for myself is my mother as well. My mother and my sister. Like, they're, they're very influential on me. Again, she's in the background over there, but um, <laughs> she's very influential, obviously, when it comes to knowledge and business yeah, structures yeah. and everything like that. But um, Family first. I love it. There you go. You have to. We're family first. But what is your opinion when it comes to, again, people nowadays, mainly males? What would you say is their biggest obstacles when it comes to distractions? See, the question about distractions is so interesting because... I think a lot of men are not looking at the role models in their life mm -hmm. and they're looking towards role models around kind of like vapid or like too materialistic kind of like things. But why? But why do you think they're looking at the materialism? It's the <laughs> lifestyle. That's what they want. They want the lifestyle. And I think the problem is, yeah, is that like people have normalized richness a bit too much. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is also um, the fact that richness is now so accessible. 
I listen, I'll never forget, yeah. You know the time that I said this whole Instagram chasing women thing is air? Yeah. So basically, like, I just done this event with um, ASAP Rocky at uni, like we were talking about it earlier. And afterwards, there was, like, some event or something like that, and, like, a few other people were there. Um, but there was, like, some show. So we were in, like, the back back room of a, of a, of a show or whatever it was. Yeah. And I was, like, trying to move to some girl. She studied, like, UCL. She was, like... I don't know what she did. She did some kind of like DJ insight insight on the side. <laughs> had a little SoundCloud mixes. She was doing her thing for sure. Yeah. And at the time, I seen like two of the guys from they like the ASAP guys had like another Instagram or whatever that used to like just like organize things and parties and stuff because Rocky never had a phone. Mm-hmm. And basically, like three of us were talking to the same girl. I said me. I was like, I'm a nobody. You guys have like a deal. Like, what is going on? Like, how am I moving to the same girl that you're moving to? I was just yeah. like, yo. I ain't got no chance out here. This thing's too accessible. <laughs> I was like, listen, I was like, <laughs> me, the NBA players, the rappers, we all going to be here chasing the same thing. Like, we've made things just seem mad normal, but, like, everything's just kind of, like, closed. You yeah. know what I mean? And in certain ways, people now think that just being rich is, like, it's easy. Like, everyone should be rich. What do you mean? It should be easy. It should be a eureka moment. Yeah. So now man is saying, okay, cool. Tate's got a Bugatti. I don't care about what my dad, who's provided for my family for the last 40 years, is talking about. <laughs> I don't care about the job or the trade or the thing that everyone around me is talking about. That nigga got a Bugatti? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's that's what, like, it's about being too easily led and not actually, even, for example, the, the whole, like, epidemic of shit courses online, right? Yeah. People who actually, and, and I'm sure you're interested in it because you actually sell courses that actually do something for people and you make it kind of, like, clear and demonstrable at every given stage how you're going to help them. A lot of people don't do that. Why don't they do that? Again, because nowadays, I think it's more like a get rich quick scheme. So people yeah. are just thinking, just do things. The quality is not there anymore. Bro, that's what The quality is not there. They can't do that. But especially <laughs> for like young men now, like even when it comes to obstacles and like distressing, like you were just touching on obviously about the women thing. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> I, I could just imagine like that is a big distraction for young men, 100%. Yeah, because I think, especially because they're looking for clout and they know what comes with clout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes yeah, with yeah. clout is definitely women, power, et cetera, et cetera. But if you just want to get clout so much, you, you will just be lost in the wilderness. Yeah, do you know what's crazy? I think, like, there's so many different ways to skin a cat. And I think the problem with the attention economy is that it doesn't really matter how you get there. But in, like, real life, in real relationships, in real mm-hmm. circles, you do want to... And people were talking about this, like, earlier. Like, you do want to make your money in certain ways. Yeah. Like, you can... If you want to, you can OnlyFans. You can do shit Ooh, coins. Wow. No, 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 no. But if wow. you're saying you just want to get money, you just want to get money. Yeah, the, right? the, on, the OnlyFans, only only that's booming. You can go... You can. There's all kinds of legal things that you can do to get money in any given way, right? And if it works for you, if you like it, I love it. But <laughs> a lot of people should be thinking carefully about, okay, cool. I'm looking at someone as a role model. I'm listening yeah. to my man saying about how to treat your mum, your wife, your woman in your life, your, like whatever it is. Why am I listening to him? Is it just because he's done this? Or is it because he actually talks sense? Or is it because he's like, you know, selling me a course? You know, like, what is it? You just need to like, do your due diligence. Yeah. And pick people who actually make sense and people who you, or... Just pick multiple people. Me personally, I ain't got no one role model. I'm learning everything from everyone in my life. Yeah. And everything and I'm learning something from all of the different books and the different things that I read. Yeah. I ain't following, man. Like that's that's not, you know, the, the prophet. That's not like <laughs> that's not Muhammad, peace be upon him. That's not anyone 
that I need to follow. That's just yeah. something that I'm kind of trying to learn something from. Yeah, Definitely. Okay. Having a role model, I think, is really essential in people's lives, especially if they want to get to a certain level in their life. Like, again, even when I started off, I had to get myself a mentor. Mm-hmm. So obviously, mm-hmm. mentorship is always the best. I think if you don't know something, you have to get someone who knows it because they can yeah. truthfully teach you. A hundred. And I think looking on online for a mentor, like not even a mentor, like a role model, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Because I know nowadays people's attention spans is a lot shorter. People are not really concentrating enough. People live for the weekend. Do you know what the thing is as well? I think facts. I think this thing about not concentrating enough on attention span is so key because in my mind, having kind of like watched your come up and correct me if I'm wrong, but what you've done in principle theory, mm-hmm. anyone else could have done. But are they willing to, bro, I've seen you put things in vans. I've seen <laughs> you search things in eBay. I've seen, no, I've seen you like fill out minivans. Like I've seen you with sat inside in pallets. There was like 400 pallets. I said, what a wow, what is that? Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've seen you do all of these things that I know that the people who are buying your course for X pound a month or whatever it is, don't want to do. Because if they did want to do them, they would have done them and then they wouldn't need to buy your course now. In my opinion, a lot of people can't do that, won't do it, would lose a lot of money doing it. It's tricky and it's hard. So it's better for them to just cop the thing that's easy from you. You're going to tell them, hey, man, listen, I can't. I would do this myself, but I don't have 20 hands. So therefore, I'm giving you the tools and the means to do this yourself for what is a small fraction of what this is going to actually like bring to you if you do it well. Right. That's that's a fine relationship. That's healthy to me. That's getting someone to do mental. But a lot of people are trying to just skip the hard parts and skip the hard work. And get a mentor. That ain't gonna. That ain't gonna benefit. You need to That's do the, the absolute thing. best that you can do, and then when you get to hurdles, when you get to certain points, be like, yo. You you, you have to have that real energy for it as well. Like, because again, if you come to something and you haven't got your full heart in it. That's where you will truthfully fail. And that's what I actually noticed as well. Because like, even before I got into the world of e-commerce, Amazon FBA, I was just dibbling, dabbling in everything. Mm. And I did not know what I wanted to do. And then mm. obviously after a period of time, I worked it out. And then that's when I fully had to learn about it. And then that's when I really said to myself, you know what? If I'm doing this, I'm doing this 100%. So I'll be doing all the lifting. I'll be doing all the traveling around, seeing what? suppliers, all this stuff. That's one thing I wanted to ask you about as well. Mm-hmm. Because I think both of us, one of the interesting things that we've done like, from young, I'd been to like Russia, Azerbaijan, different countries yeah. for work stuff, like you know, to 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 go there, do some research, bring stuff back. I love seeing you. Um, you had like a big Asia flex for some time, bro. Yeah, man was yeah, deep yeah. in China. I see, I seen man yeah. like. You know how I knew? Do you know how I know you were deep in China as well? It was the food. I said, bro, yeah. they've got money in the traditional bowls of the thing. I can't just, you can't get down at Mr. Wong's. Like, you know, you can't get that at the local local fish and chip shop. So like, I've seen you really immersed in the culture. I'd love to know about your attitudes to that, how you turn that into a success like. Well, that was, so that was after university. Um, I had a period of time in China. So obviously I spent a year and a half over there. I originally ah. went there, obviously was more for, like I wanted to look for job opportunities because I was going to work overseas. I wanted yeah, to get yeah. out of the UK. But um, when I was there, Obviously, because I saw so many factories, I ended up going around the factories. And when I got there, they showed me catalogs of products. And obviously, mm. these products are the same products we sell in England, mm. but they're for like three quarters of price. Okay. So I, well, when I'm there, I'm like, wow, are you really selling them for this price? They're like, yeah, of course, we actually build it here. We manufacture it and we can deliver it. So um, when I was there for that period of time, I ended up staying there for two years. Mm. And when I was there, I just built loads of relationships with loads of manufacturers, loads of suppliers. And then when I came back to the UK now... That's when I said, you know what? I've got all these contacts from all these manufacturers, all these suppliers. What do I do with it? Mm. And then I found Amazon. Mm. So finding the Amazon, that's when it was like, okay, cool. You can sell products in bulk. You can sell 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 units. And I'm thinking, okay, I've got these suppliers. Yeah. If I buy this product, it will cost me about $1. And mm. then I can sell it on Amazon for like mm. 22 pounds. Mm. 
And in my mind, I'm thinking £21 profit. I'm yeah. like, woof, suit and dusty. This is at the beginning yeah. stage. But at the time, I didn't take into consideration about the marketing spend and stuff like that. You, but again, the profit margin is still large. Yeah. So, but ever since then, I've just been running with it straight away. And then that's what I want to really bring forward to people nowadays. How do you, how do you find it as well, Kai? People always ask me this about Russia. They're like, oh, but as, as a black man, like, how was Russia? <laughs> how, did you how do you find it? Because I never heard you complain. And I seen you there with a lot of good friends and stuff. So I assume you had a nice time. But yeah, I yeah. That must have been. <laughs> like, stuff might have come up in it, Carl. Mm. Sometimes. <laughs> no, it it, it was good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like being in Shanghai, it was very good. Like exactly. I was in Shanghai. I was actually in West Nanjing. So it was really good. When I was there, I wanted to try and learn Mandarin. But the Mandarin was, it was too hard. <laughs> <laughs> the Mandarin was a bit too hard for me to learn. I mean, that's so, how uh, I feel about Russian. I have a Russian teacher. And she says that like, she's like, Maladie, your Russian's okay. But I like... It's not good. Like I, I know <laughs> these are hard languages. <laughs> it, it's a very hard language. So what I did, I just carried around my phone with me and then I had um, Google Translate on there. Okay. But that was good for me. But um, obviously, even being there, like the whole point of it was really just to build the relationships. Because I know yeah, when yeah. I come back to England, I need to stay in contact with these people to really get things going. Word. Like long term. So I didn't just want to be there, go on holiday like a tourist word, and stuff word. like that. So I thought build a relationship with these people, really have that real foundation with them. So years on. I can always come back to them when I want more units and they'll, get, they'll be selling me things for amazing prices. Yeah, and that's yeah. what they do until this day. But I maintain like developing good relationships and pushing good relationships is genuinely the key to all of my things anyways. So like when people see me in Russia, it's with my friends. When yeah. people see me in Azerbaijan, I'm doing business. It's with my friends. It's people who I would call friends who I would expect, you know, big little prices on little things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but I think being a good person, being an honest person, yeah. and actually like going to explore places in a genuine way. Like, you know, people talk about networking all the time. Mm -hmm. I kind of love it and I hate it. Yeah. Like everyone in my network has value. They're valuable people. They're doing positive things. That's why I'm trying to be around them. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't like hunt contacts down. I'm only chatting to you. If like, no, I, I seek knowledge. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to better myself. That's and it, it brings me into people just like you doing things just like this. And yeah, you know I mean, it's a, it's a pleasure. There you go. But guys, this was absolutely amazing having the one and only Cameron on our show. He's a top guy. Again, for all of his links for his websites, it will be in the link below. So please go there, take a look. Right. But obviously today, thank you very much for coming. It's phenomenal having you. My man. My man. Appreciate you, bro. All right. Don't forget to like and subscribe, guys.